0: Welcome to Radically Transparent, the number one podcast for the modern-day marketer, presented by Octopost, the only social media and employee advocacy solution architected for B2B. Each episode shines a light on the inner workings of B2B leadership, including what keeps successful CEOs, CMOs, and VPs up at night professionally. The conversations are real, raw, and authentic, all while revealing the unfiltered, not-so-known truths of today's most interesting marketers. Introducing your host, Natalie Bins. I'm very excited to do a podcast takeover today and to speak with a very experienced and successful co-founder of a SaaS business, Taking the HR World by Storm. Um, I've known him professionally for many years. Um, Joining me today to get radically transparent in his role as Chief Commercial Officer at Willow is Andrew Wood. Andrew, welcome to the show. Are you ready to get Thank radically you. transparent with me?
1: I absolutely am. With the, it feels like we've been 12 years in the making of getting radically transparent. So now's wow, the best time. Wow, 12 years. Yeah, is it's it crazy. 12
0: years? It? That's insane. Actually, let's more just than pretend it's, I I actually think it is more than that, but we'll just stick with twelve years. <laughs> That's <laughs> certainly long enough. Um. So so, Andrew, I'd I'd love to start us off by um having a brief look into your professional journey. Um. Obviously, I know your journey, but um, for our listeners, um, I'm sure they'd like to know how um how have you kind of taken that journey and and how you found yourself at Willow.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's been quite a linear journey uh, with a lot of variety in it, if that makes sense. Because um, so I went to university, went to Loughborough, um, really didn't know what I was going to do after university, and um, discovered a, an organization called Pareto, which is how you and I obviously know each other through working together at that company. And I literally stayed there for 10, 11 years. Um, before starting my own business. So in that way, it's was it it's been quite linear. But what's been so amazing about working for a company like Pareto is I've done lots of different jobs in that company. And I've worked with probably 500 different organizations as a, as a minimum, actually, um, all helping them to either recruit um, graduate talent so entry level talent into their organization train them up to be successful, or actually looking at their existing sales function and developing ways of retaining and training their um, their more senior highs too so it's been it's been a very interesting eleven years up to the point of Willow, which gave me a, quite a unique view of all sorts of different industries and their kind of recruitment challenges that they faced. And I always knew that by the age of 35, I wanted to have and run my own business. So I used to write down ideas every single day um, from the weird and wonderful. uh, (laughs) You know, I sometimes I wish I'd just started a skip business. Um, As difficult as it would be,
0: you
1: know, it's still a business, but... And I'd write down all these ideas, and I couldn't come up with with anything that that really grabbed my attention. And then I met my co-founder uh, Ewan, who had trialed this idea of video interviewing for a startup that he was actually growing, and he was using YouTube at the time um, and getting people to upload stuff and send it over. And he thought this is clunky and horrible experience for both of us. There must be a better way. I spoke to him and, and kind of gave him the recruitment intel, if you like, as to why and how this should actually work for the recruitment industry, and that's basically where where Willow was born. In um, you know, and, and we launched in January 2020 uh, as a as a kind of live company, basically. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what's kind of led me here today, I guess.
0: That's certainly a great journey, and I think in that time, and and I know for for, for myself and my experience. Um, there's been a, a huge shift in how companies are hiring, and um, you know how how people are attracting uh, people into the business. I mean, what what has been kind of your core observations in in the the dynamic shift um, in in how people are bringing people on board?
1: Yeah, it's 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 interesting to think about. Uh, even in in my eleven years within the recruitment industry, we uh, went through. So I joined in twenty ten at the end of the financial crisis. So obviously, one very strange market there. Then you have recovery, and then we had uh, you know um, COVID come through, and looking at the kind of transition between all of the, those different time periods um yeah, obviously you obviously had brexit in there as well it's amazing how how you just see the fluctuations in in the recruitment market and how those political social um challenges just have such a massive effect on recruitment right and and actually i don't think there's Many organisations like recruitment where you have to sell to both sides of the equation, whether you're an internal recruiter or an external recruiter, you still have to sell to a hiring manager and to a candidate. And those people having a perception of what's going on in the world is, is the biggest challenge most often is how do I draw somebody away when there's uncertainty? Um, or if there's too much talent, you know, how do I pick the right one? And my hiring manager's getting too picky, for example. So mm-hmm. there's been a lot of a lot of changes over that time. I think what we're seeing now is is a really, really interesting recruitment market where the two challenges um are, are both talent-driven. One is that the availability of talent is relatively low, people don't want to leave because of uncertainty, but also. Uh, The private investment market is going amazingly well. SaaS companies growing at exponential rates. So there's a lot of demand for talent without talent being there. And then alongside that, you've also got this uh, sort of increase in the level of consciousness of talent around the kind of company that they're actually going to join. So I was with a, Mm. a client earlier today and they said that the two big challenges that they have is one yes the same as everybody else you know the difficulties out there with with finding good people but two is when they do find those good people it's showing them that actually the values of the organization align to their own and people mm. are so much more invested in you know is this is this company um the right fit for me? Do they have the right values, morals, you know, uh, culture, all of that stuff? And the fact that it can literally turn on a sixpence uh, mm. thanks to, you know, the power of social media. Um, I don't know if you saw the uh, the um, equality bot, I can't remember what it was called for International Women's Day on Twitter, where it was calling people out for their, uh, you know, their going onto social media, talking about how great. Their, uh, you know, international women are and all that kind of stuff, and then it's calling them out for uh, the gender pay gap, um, and it's doing it all automated and and you know showing these different things, and, and that's exactly the challenge that people have right now. Is yes, there's not an availability of talent, but also things can change so rapidly um, mm. in terms of the perception of your your employer brand. At the same time, that's definitely what I see across the board as the kind of biggest two challenges.
0: So how do you think social media has impacted um, businesses and, and how they present their organization? Because I think we've we've now got into a position where we can have conversations as a business and, and share information far more than we ever used to before social media came along. How do you think that's changed in, in giving people that view of culture and, and what it's like to work mm. for a company?
1: I think there's... There's probably two camps there's the uh if you like the kind of <laughs> to use the phrase radically transparent organizations that <laughs> it's a real it's a real person talking about their lived experience within a company and they mm-hmm. share it and I hate to use the word authentic, but just a real story about them and, and what they've done and how they've enjoyed their time and you know what they've seen in behaviours of the organisation. So there's there's that type of person. And then there's the ones that are trying desperately to follow that kind of radically transparent, but get caught up in the, the kind of strategic view of tagging on to a trend, if that makes sense. Mm. So you have the authentic companies that, Uh, really do buy into what they're talking about and really have the value. And then you've got the ones that go, I think we should probably do a social media post about this because somebody else in our industry has. So they're more Mm. followers. And actually, candidates can kind of see through that because it's inconsistent. Mm. Um, And, you know, you've got things like Glassdoor. There's typically, a candidate typically looks at 7 to 12 review points um, of an organization before deciding whether to... Uh, take a job or not, and that could be you know social media, it could be the hiring managers LinkedIn, all of that stuff and if it's inconsistent, then it's not trustworthy, whereas mm. if you're consistent and authentic, then you're trustworthy and, and you draw that talent in and um, that's where I think social media has an amazing power to uh, disrupt the traditional brands, if you like, and actually show what's beneath the surface in a good way and also um you know in a bad way if you do it wrong.
0: Mm. How do how do you guys um, attack this internally? Obviously, you, you're a, a small organisation. Attracting the right people is really important to you. How do you and and certain, certainly Ewan um, as co-founders? How do you um, embrace social media to educate the world on on Willow and what it's like to work for you personally?
1: Yeah, we we're probably. From that perspective, we're quite narrow minded uh, to be honest, where we believe um, at our stage the the culture is basically us. It's because we're so close to every single person that works in the business. Mm. the culture is is led by you and I as as founders. and therefore, if you want to see what the culture is, go on our LinkedIn and see see our tone of voice, see what we talk about, you know look at the pictures that we post of you know charity stuff or you know whatever it is um that that we're talking about at any one time. So from a social media perspective, that's kind of that's kind of what we try to do. But we do that for our clients as well. Um mm. as in we want them to see what kind of business we are and what kind of values. Uh, mm. And I think that's that that's an important sort of note to take really when it comes to recruitment is if if talent if you've got the best recruitment strategy in the world and you're talking really well to talent but they find out that you treat your customers badly then they're not then they're not going to engage with you that's why it's so important mm. to think about those seven to twelve kind of touch points so yeah, yeah internally that's what what we focus on what we focus on for our clients again coming back to this organization that um that I met earlier as an example is you Basically using video um, to show real people and show mm. real stories within within the company because, uh, you, you know, anybody can write something on LinkedIn. Anybody can create a, a flyer, but actually having somebody sit on a chair and be interviewed and show that they're nervous about the interview, but they want <laughs> to tell you the information, it's a totally different thing altogether. So that's kind mm. of what we're, that's kind of our mission really. Um, is for both parties to have that transparency that's gonna create mm. opportunity.
0: Mm, absolutely, absolutely. You mentioned um, a few statistics and, and you know with social media, for example, obviously things move incredibly fast. Um, and I think for, for many industries, but obviously being in the, the technology space like like we are, um, things are going so quickly, and it's really, really hard to keep up to date with everything. Um, how do you personally keep up to date with the latest leadership trends, HR trends, things that are going on in your area, um, you know, to, to kind of keep on top of your game?
1: Yeah, it is incredibly tough. And I actually, uh, I'm, so audiobooks is one, and I'm listening to an audiobook at the moment, and they talk about how they've actually hired a uh, re- an internal researcher who literally for the founder of their business or the founders um just goes out there and finds the best places so the blogs, you know, the podcasts, whatever, finds that information and feeds it back to them. Um oh, wow. that's basically what I do but without a researcher cuz can't afford <laughs> to have just a person sat there looking for blogs. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Um it was a very big company and a very successful person um but that that's kind of it really is linkedin is my go to for for everything um i think people have have really started to embrace that post-COVID as a community um, in which they can rely and actually build meaningful you know, networks of information. Mm. So whether it's a blog on there, whether it's sharing a podcast, or LinkedIn Live or whatever, I think you can find a hell of a lot of, of what you want in there, but obviously you're limited to your own connections. Mm. So it is important to look elsewhere. Um, so... There's that, and then the other is, is I listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts, basically. Um, I'm not much of a reader because I'm dyslexic, so it takes me a very long time to read stuff. Uh, mm. So getting that kind of stuff from things like this, obviously, uh, is is re- it's quite empowering, actually, because otherwise it would be difficult for me to keep up, yeah. to be frank.
0: Absolutely, and that—that's um, an interesting thing. And and to be honest, I didn't know that about you, Andrew. So this is this is um, a, a new fact that I didn't know about you. And how how has that affected your career for 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 good, if anything else? Uh,
1: well, rather than being able to sell, uh, send a well-crafted email, uh, cold email, <laughs> I would make four hundred and fifty phone calls a week. Was the number one thing that I learned. Uh, there's some people that, you know, I'd be like, how how have you how have you made like ten calls and ten meetings, um, and they'd be like, oh, I sent them LinkedIn messages, and I'm like, I can't, you know, I find that very difficult to believe, and then I'd look at the messages, I'd be like, okay, that's the difference. It's really well crafted. So, you know, the the thing that dyslexia has absolutely given me is the ability to um, to solve a problem Mm. every day of my life which is I can't read very fast and I am incredibly pragmatic in emails because I don't want to sit there typing something forever so um so yeah that's it's it did you know 35% so I heard this on a podcast um 35% of entrepreneurs are dyslexic apparently
0: wow I did not know that
1: and that's, that's because an fact. problem solver kind of mindset. Mm. Obviously, you've yeah. got the famous ones, Richard Branson, etc., mm-hmm.
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: who also has ADHD. Um, but but yeah, it's just given me the the unique perspective. I think of seeing seeing a problem and going, how do I solve that in the quickest and simplest way possible, mm. so that I don't have to do the extra. Legwork. The other thing that I think uh, it's given me as a founder, more recently, and we did this very recently, is the ability to look at my team and go, I've never been good at this, so I've kind of hacked my way around it. Now I can see you've got that that talent actually. You can do high context, you know, you can do high execution, I'm an ideation kind of guy. I'll give you the idea of my initial thoughts, and you flesh it out um, in that kind of written context. So, it's given me that ability to delegate quicker than maybe my ego would want to, <laughs> um, if uh, if I, you know, if I didn't have that kind of inherent difficulty with it. If that makes sense.
0: No, oh, it's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think there's probably a lot of listeners that would find that completely um, surprising about a co-founder. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of perception out there that dyslexia can be a bad thing, but in 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 many cases, it can provide um, a great way of doing things in a different way and more effectively. So, thank you for sharing. Um, You're welcome. Uh, that's something that obviously isn't on your LinkedIn profile, but obviously with you know <laughs> yeah. you, you hanging hanging out on on LinkedIn as much as you do, you know what what else is uh, is important. Um, about you, or an important part of your life that perhaps isn't on LinkedIn.
1: Um, I mean the the most uh, the most consistent important thing that I don't post about is the role of sports in my life. Um, so I'm very competitive, and <laughs> I play <laughs> I play hockey field hockey at a relatively high standard. So um, although maybe not for much longer, uh, we're in the national (laughs) league, we're not doing particularly well this season, but um, if, if I don't play sport uh, on a serious note, it really, it actually does affect the way I am at work um, and, and at home because I've such a, (laughs) <laughs> such a competitive spirit that if I don't have an outlet for that, it turns, it allows, it kind of creeps into work and makes me, you know, more demanding and and a, a little bit uh, agitated at times. Without having that kind of release in in mm-hmm. an environment where it's expected as such, mm-hmm. um, so it's been a really important thing. And I literally play hockey Monday, Wednesday, Saturday every single week religiously. Oh goodness um so yeah that's probably I, I should probably post more about it to be honest uh cuz there's always good lessons from it but yeah i don't talk about hockey um at all on my linkedin uh and i i really have no idea why but uh but yeah it's it's a really important thing and i've been playing hockey since i was 10 years old mm-hmm. probably maybe a bit younger and being in a team has taught me so much about essentially learning that you have a collective responsibility to any mistake that happens Mm -hmm. um, and a collective responsibility to any any win that happens as well. And Mm -hmm. it's that kind of, I think that especially our, our kind of level is is really important and we're trying we're desperately trying to have that kind of professional sports team mentality to our business Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people say we want to grow a family business be family oriented we don't want that we want we're a team of professionals working towards a very specific goal and Mm -hmm. you'd better be willing to pull your weight and if you are I'm pulling my weight too and we're going to coach through it um so yeah
0: Great. Well, thank you for sharing that. I definitely want to see more hockey posts from you. And I'm (laughs) going to hold you to that. Um, in the next month, I'd like to see at least one. Um, so I'll I'll check that out. Excellent. You've also mentioned just before we go, um, you really like audio books and, and podcasts and blogs and things like that. But what's, um, a great audio book that you've recently listened to that, um, that you'd like to share with the audience?
1: Uh, I just listened to the uh, Ride of a Lifetime, which was brilliant. Robert Iger's autobiography about his time at Disney, uh, which is fantastic. I would highly recommend that. You'll probably see a theme that all of mine are either autobiographies or books about startups. Um, <laughs> the, bu- the, bu- <laughs> the book I'm listening to at the moment is Blitz Scaling um which is which is very very interesting uh, and yeah really challenges the way you think about product led growth in my opinion mm-hmm. and uh, generating a network effect and virality between the two um so yeah they they they're two very good books i would also recommend a non-work book which i actually read this one because it had nice short chapters uh, <laughs> which <laughs> which i think is See the behind me, here it is. Um, it's called, if I could tell you just one thing, you can see how well-read it is. I've gone back to it <laughs> quite a lot. Um, by Richard Reid, uh, who calls himself a, a beta entrepreneur. And it's a fascinating book of uh, short, short advice snippets from some of the world's sort of leading actors, chefs, celebrities you know politicians it's just an amazing amalgamation of, of advice um not that you have to listen to all of it obviously but <laughs> it's uh, it's good to hear the advice and then decide what you want to act on
0: great i think that's the uh, the chat that set up innocent smoothies wasn't it richard yes. yeah it's excellent just- Uh, I'll I'll definitely check those out thank you so much for getting radically transparent with me um if anybody wants to get hold of you what's the best way to get in
1: touch uh either connect with me on LinkedIn or you can drop me an email um because I'm really cool and I started my own business my email is woody at willow.video um which I thought was a good idea but you know when I was 17, I thought having a, a cool email address was a good idea too. But yeah, so woody at willow.video <laughs> is, uh, is where you can get me.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Radically Transparent podcast brought to you by Octopost, the only social media management and employee advocacy platform architected for B2B. I'm Jennifer Gutman, your host and director of social strategy here at Octopost. And if you love today's show, we'd love if you subscribe, rate, and give a raving review wherever you get your podcasts. For more discussion on B2B social media marketing, be sure to follow Octopost on LinkedIn. And of course, to gain access to all our free social media marketing and employee advocacy resources, head on over to our website, www.octopost.com. Until next time.